Hey, Tyler. What's up? What's your go-to ice cream flavor? Oh, anything chocolate. Definitely a big chocolate person. So, like, specifically, probably more like chocolate and peanut butter. Huh. Yeah. Like a Reese's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Any, anything, anything chocolate and peanut butter is just, it's just a perfect combination. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I've also been, fact. been recently more into, like, coffee ice cream. Oh, man. Telling you what, there's something about it. Yeah, it's so, it's good. so good. It's I'm so just, good. It is. It's like the perfect balance because it adds like a little bit of that bitterness, yeah. which goes well with the sweet. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'll tell you the best ice cream combo you can possibly get. It's in the in the entire world. This, this is no negotiation. This it's, is this is objective it's, truth it's, right it's, here. It absolutely is. <laughs> is you that runs? You go to Jenny's, <laughs> and you get the the combo: one scoop of darkest chocolate. Uh huh. Uh, which is by far the best ice cream in the world. It is good ice cream. And then you add a scoop. You have your second scoop is coffee with cream and sugar. Oh, and you okay. Mix those two. And so it's you like got a little mocha. Little mocha. Yeah. yeah. Got it's a little mocha so ice cream. Good. It's so good. Yeah. So for everyone out there, uh, you can go to Jenny's and stand in a one-hour line to get some really good ice cream. Is that where we're headed after this? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Tyler, I got a question for you to kick this off. Even though we already had our intro question. Two questions it's a for the double day. question podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Make it up for the the couple week hiatus here. I know we're back, man. We're back. I love it. I didn't know what to do with myself. The people have been waiting to... with anticipation. Well, you got to leave them waiting every once in a while. It's true. It's know? good. It's good for yeah. people. Yeah, the twelve people who listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about inflation? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to inflate anything. Hot air balloons. <laughs> Big inflation yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, Pool, pool toys. <laughs> Man, uh, I sent the sermon, but I went to the grocery store and I was like, oh, yeah. Shocked. Yeah. And this is crazy. What, I know. What are you doing? You buy three things and you're like $73 later. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. I think something's wrong with the world when we're like, I'm like 27 years old and we're using coupons in order to shop at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild. Catherine talked to me, we were talking yesterday and she's like, why is our electric bill so high? Yeah. And I was like, we yeah, haven't we touched had the, the same, thermometer. No, same thing, like, we yeah. haven't done anything. Uh-huh. We're not, she's like, we got to turn off our AC. I was like, we can't do it. We'll, we'll, we'll melt in here. <laughs> I, can't, I can't result to that. <laughs> I'll do a lot, but I won't I do that. I don't understand how inflation... Like impacts your air conditioning unit, but just because they can out there. So we digress. Sorry, y'all, for our rant on inflation. <laughs> I know I started the sermon with that yesterday too, but we are in John chapter two, which is a man. It's such a fun, fun uh, chapter of the Bible, and uh, heading into verses thirteen to twenty-five, and uh, we see Jesus goes in, and man, he's he's had enough. He's mm-hmm. done with this. So. Uh, he, he, he comes in, turns over some tables, drives out these birds and donkeys and, mm-hmm. and then some, also some animals. And this is like, this isn't happening, not in my house. So, uh, we saw and talked about really three things that we learned about the heart of Jesus from John 20 or John two verse 13, 25. And, uh, the first was his disgust for spiritual exploitation mm. and then, uh, second thing that we were talking about, and I literally just lost my place, but oh, is it was his uh, his refusal to meet spiritual, you know, quote unquote demands that people were making, and then the final thing is his understanding of the heart of man, and so we we saw that man. One of the things that we understand about his heart is that he understands our hearts, and so I'll kick it over to you, Tyler. I mean. Was there anything from the sermon that particularly stood out to you or that, you know, was helpful for you? 
Yeah, well, I mean, to start, I love that probably one of Jesus's like biggest moments of righteous anger is a, a sermon you're saying is a really fun one. So I'm glad glad you're able to absolutely deliver that well. Yeah, so yeah. much fun. Got to have some fun <laughs> in there. Um, yeah, I mean, so to start, I think there's like a lot of like interesting things that I didn't have never really realized, which is like how extreme some of these taxes were. Also, yeah. how fun it is to say the word temple tax. Yes. Temple tax, temple tax, temple tax. Yeah. yeah. Me and Matt have just been at the house just, just saying temple tax <laughs> ever since church on Sunday. <laughs> it's like there used to be a, a phrase out, little Italy, that sounds really fun to say. Wow. Now it's temple tax. All right. I've yeah. learned something new. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just it, it is. It really paints a picture of just how extreme things had gotten to realize, yeah, just how how big of an exploitation things had gotten. Yeah, you talk about inflation, and you're like, man, just to get into the temple, yeah, you're out a hundred bucks, yeah, you know, and then you got to pay the 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 taxes, and you got to pay the exchange fees, and mm-hmm. man, you got to love fees, you yeah. know, you just love, love a good it. fee, especially when it has to do with with Jesus, you know, yeah. with God. <laughs> so it's like, man, it doesn't make sense. Like sure. it's not, it's obviously not the heart of God and, sure. and those that, you know, he wants to be close to. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something, there's something that's so like frustrating about, I mean, you even see it today, but when you can just, you see like whatever it is, the televangelist or the mm-hmm. guy, and it's like just trying to profit off of people, you know, that are like, wanting to be close to the Lord. Yeah. And like something about that just drives me nuts. Sure. So. I think it, it creates such a just interesting like balance and dichotomy to see like Jesus' frustration here with the church and seeing just the disciples like witnessing this and really kind of visualizing it for the first time, how messy and just bad things had gotten, mm. but at the same time, how much he champions the church yeah. and how much he loves it and how much of the disciples' entire life is formed around like, even though things are messy, even though things got bad, like, we still love it, and we're for it, and we're going to fight for it, you know? Yep. And I think that's, like, just speaks a lot to our heart and a lot to my heart, because it's really easy once the, the curtains, you know, peeked in a little bit to see just how messy things can be in church and in church world and politics and all of that involved, um, but that it, it is not supposed to pull us away from the love for the church yeah. and the love for what Jesus has created. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, you know, this one of the things I read as I was studying for this passage was that in, in that in the comment that Jesus makes when he he challenges the Pharisees and says, you know, destroy this temple in three days I will rebuild it. Um, in that one statement, he predicts his his death, resurrection, mm-hmm. and like the ascension. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then him building his church, like all in one statement, and which um, is good. You know, just really, really cool to see that, man, you know, in John chapter 2, he's foreshadowing sure. uh, what's to come. So, like, man, the crucifixion didn't surprise God. It didn't surprise mm-hmm. Jesus. And it wasn't like him, uh, you know, him messing up or, or missing it. It was the plan all yeah. along. So, And we talk about, like, I mean, all throughout the Bible, even finishing up Genesis, all of that, we're able to see the gospel just retold over and over and over again. Yep. But in these like chapters in John, like we really see the gospel told just over and over again. I mean, talking through last week with the wedding and um, Jesus being like the greatest amount of joy in a situation, how there's like this need that people had, and then Jesus was the only one that could fill that need. Yeah. And then going into this week where he goes to the temple and we're able to see, like almost even see into the eyes of these disciples realizing 
like how much of a fulfillment Jesus really is. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. There's another piece of that, which is like, I think we all have to remember, I mean, we can't hide anything from the Lord. Like he can see our hearts. And, you know, when we talk about his refusal just to meet these demands that other people have put on him, um, I think it'd be easy for us sometimes to, to do that, you know, and like, all right, all right, Jesus, you do this for me and I'll do this for you. Sure. Or, uh, you know, some sort of like repayment plan type of thing. And that just, that just never worked. It never worked in like when he was walking on the earth and it doesn't work today uh, that, you know, what Jesus requires and demands from us is surrender. Mm-hmm. And as he walked on the earth, I mean, he was looking for people I think of the story of Zacchaeus, you know, someone who everybody else was like, forget that guy. Yeah, He's the yeah, worst, yeah, totally the worst type off. of yeah, person in the world. But like he was desperate and desperate enough that he, when Jesus like met with him, he gave away half of everything he had. Like that's a, it's like this first, first fruits of repentance where he's like, I, I, I don't, none of this stuff that I could have ever gotten is satisfied me, but Jesus does. And then you see these other guys that come along and they're like, all right. You want us to believe in you. Uh-huh. You do this for us. You know, like show us. Sure. And uh, I do think that that plays out even today. You know, in in a little bit of different ways. And and I want to want to encourage people who are who are desperate. You know, and I think I've said this before, but I think a lot a lot of the problem with the church today is we just aren't desperate enough, mm-hmm. and we've we've got you know our lives aligned the way that we want to align them, and it's comfortable enough whether you have Jesus in it or not. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, so I think one of the things the Lord often does in our life is like tries to help us become desperate for sure. him, you know, and that can be a grace. Like that can be a, a great sign of his grace. Definitely. Yeah. It's the whole, like Jesus will humble you if you don't humble yourself kind yeah. of thing. And I see that in my life all the time. Cause it is, I mean, the reality is like when you have a relationship with Jesus and you have like real need in your life, like those are the moments where you're going to cling to Jesus and we mm-hmm. should cling to him at all times, at all mm-hmm. facets of our life. But it is it is easier sometimes when you like can feel that need in your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That leads to the last thing. You know, is he has this great deep understanding of the heart of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that that point where it says, you know, many believed in his name, but Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them. Yeah, which is like literally, you know, they believed in his name, but Jesus did not believe in them, mm-hmm. and that was partly because and that sounds very harsh, but it's partly because they were. They were trying to align themselves to him, and he could see their heart that they're like expecting he's gonna he's gonna build some great kingdom, mm-hmm. and so they're like maybe I can get a cool position in that. Like if I sure. put myself in the right proximity and the right person and say the right things and do the right things, then maybe maybe I'll get something cool in return. Got to get those extra jewels in the crown. Yeah, <laughs> and like Jesus doesn't need that. He didn't yeah. need the crowd. He didn't need the buddies. Otherwise, he. I mean, he would have been given, you know, altar calls after every miracle. Um, he, he oftentimes is not doing that. He's actually speaking to divide people, you know, and to divide people into those who have hard hearts and those who are receptive to, to listen. And I think that happens, you know, in our, our lives as well and in the church where, and sometimes it just takes, it just takes a lot of time where our hearts are being softened uh-huh. to hear the gospel and to listen and to respond. Um, but you know, ultimately, I think for a, for for a lot of people probably listening to this, this is a good reminder that 
you know, sometimes we can, we can just let our joy be stolen and, mm-hmm. and robbed. And like, you kind of, you start to set up those little conveniences and those little tables mm-hmm. in, in the temple, you know, <laughs> like, and, sure. and I think one of the points that we tried to make at the end of the sermon yesterday was like, what is it that Jesus would overturn? Like, what does he need to overturn in your life uh, to like create a, a place and a posture of dependence on him? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, kind of a recap of the sermon, but I enjoyed it. We had such a great family meeting after church uh, as well yesterday and where we share some really neat things about uh, just how the Lord's been generous and, and our people have been generous uh, to, to Hope Church in our first full budget year and how we're preparing for the next year and just one of the one of the neatest things as I was even looking over this past year was how we were able to we were able to give away almost a hundred thousand yeah. um, dollars in our first year to support cooperative program ministries and to support church plants and foster care and a lot of different things that I think are just very important on our heart and uh, how the Lord has blessed us so much mm-hmm. it's just really neat to get to share and uh, talk about some plans for the spring and building things and other and other stuff that I thought our church was very encouraged and a lot of mows. So we had a lot of so mows over too. <laughs> but uh, we had a really, really good time, man. So Manny, you got any other updates for us or anything else that our people need to know? Yeah. Um, so this month we've still got the men's Bible study on Wednesday nights, which has been just a lot of fun and just a, a cool opportunity to get to spend time growing with some of the, the men um, in the church that just aren't in my community group. Mm-hmm. Like that part I, I've really valued is just an added time to get to talk to people that I don't always get the opportunity on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, so we've got that. And then at the end of the month, we have a women's gathering as well. So um, that'll be something to look forward to. And September uh, 27th. September yep. 27th. Perfect. Yep. At the Marshall's house. So Sweet. you can sign up for both of those and get details on the website on our events page. And a great way to come and connect with others in the church. Yeah. So those are big things we have happening right now. And uh, can't wait for this coming Sunday to worship together. So uh, this has been Weekly Hope. And if you'd like to you know, subscribe or get updates on when we, when we put these out, generally it comes out Tuesday mornings, but um, you can do that and listen in, invite others to listen in. It's always just kind of a laid back conversation about the sermon and other thoughts and things that are on our hearts. So I uh, encourage you to come check out Hope Church if you haven't or if you're not plugged in. I would love to see you and talk to you this coming Sunday. Uh, you can find out more information on our website, hopechurchjc.com, or you can visit us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful week. Can't wait to see you this coming Sunday. See ya.